This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Friday, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 29th, episode 1964, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. And I dedicate this opener, this particular opener, to Jamie after her oh month. Guess what day it is today? Sunday. No. It's Friday. Friday. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Well, good God Almighty, this week's been two months long. Lord, I love to hear that Friday five o'clock whistle long. As the moon comes up and the sun goes down, put the juice to Oh my gosh, it has been a month and I want to apologize to you, Glenn, um, that I was a little snarky on Wednesday. I was, I was at the end of a very long month and your month was a year long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, yes. I didn't notice you're usually snarky to me, so I didn't, uh, I didn't really notice any difference. Yeah. So it must be bad if I notice it. <laughs> yeah, I was right. like, gosh, that was so harsh. <laughs> I feel bad. Actually, I'm surprised you said Wednesday because after the show on Monday, Jennifer came in and said, Chad needs to get home. She's getting grouchy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I'm really sorry. It just snuck up on me. It is like like a little cloud of depression that just started rolling with, you know, you get, you just get, I just got underwater, you know, just underwater with stuff and trying to do the three jobs and 10 horses and eight stalls and, and a kid and and just just do everything by myself which is you know typically a shared experience has been really tough so anyway <clears throat> i apologize i'm better now it's all good life is life is roses and angels and and butterflies okay we're good jimmy's over there going thank god i don't have horses I just have the kid part. Well, at least I don't have the horse part. I don't have to clean. No, actually, I'm over here going, I want more of Jamie's attitude towards Glenn, because that's quite entertaining. <laughs> I want more of it. Sure. I did make her. This is when I knew it was getting bad, is that how much I made you laugh before the show, making fun of Glenn. To Glenn's face. Absolutely. Always Glenn, a good time. And Glenn is so like amiable. He just kind of took it and laughs along with it. And then I was like, huh. I'm like mean, and he doesn't even know it. My first so nice. real job. Like in, kicking a puppy. My you know first what I mean? real job in a corporate office literally was me and 50 women in my department. 50. No men. Just me. I'm used to it. I have had a lifetime <laughs> of a it. Complaint, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a dream. Uh, you would think that. I Hilarious. thought that. I was young. I was like 23. I was like, this is going to be great. It's me and 50 women. No. I learned a lot about women in those couple of years in that office. There's a reason they give that job to the 23-year-old. Exactly. (laughs) 
exactly. And that's what prepped you to be a horse husband. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so before we get into it, Jimmy, why don't you tell us what is on today's show? And then we'll get back to making sure. fun of Ah, my pleasure. <laughs> right. Uh, guest Lisa Grunewald joins in to talk about her honeymoon in Ireland with horse husband, other horse husband, <laughs> Patrick. Glenn and Jamie talk to Amy Beisel, or is it Beisel or Beisel? I'm not really sure. But she is the manager at the International Museum of the Horse at, of, uh, at Kentucky Horse Park. And Jamie answers a listener question, and we give you the latest in bad ads and give away some prizes. So it'll be a fun show. Thank you, Jimmy. They have a cool new display I wanted to talk about with them coming up at the horse park or, or is at the horse park now. And next, you can see it next time you go out. Well, before we get started with the Daily Winnies, I just wanted to give one of our terrific auditors. She's been an auditor forever since we started auditors, I think. And that's Angela Bailey. Uh, you were in our thoughts. Our dad had an accident and we just wanted to let you know you're in our thoughts and prayers. And I know you might listen to this show for some relief from everything that's going on. So Angela, we're thinking about you and we're, we're sending our love. Thank you. All right. Daily Winnie time. Believe it or not, for the first time in all these years, my Daily Winnie goes to Home Depot. Yep, Home <laughs> Depot gets my Daily Winnie, and specifically Sergeant Tina Listino, who is a, an employee at Home Depot. She happened to go out to a facility called Breaking Free. It's in Timberville, uh, Virginia, and it's equine therapy for veterans, first responders, and families. We have a lot of those popping up, doing terrific work. I know Monty's involved with that. And yep. they're popping up all over the country. Well, last September, she this is her quote, she said, when I had a veterans event, I came out and I didn't know what it was. Just something came over me and I was like, I want to ride. And she is a veteran. Well, she also works at Home Depot. And she went back to Home Depot and got them to donate time and money. Uh, Breaking Free has 18 horses, two donkeys and a mule. And what Home Depot did, their fencing was in dire disrepair, and Home Depot donated all the materials and labor. They went out one day. First, they built picnic tables so they could all eat a lunch, and then they repaired all the fencing on the farm. And that was at no cost to awesome. breaking free. Home Depot did that as part of their community program, and specifically Teen Sergeant Tina. So good job, all of them. I think that's a wonderful thing they did. So I have two, and one it goes to the 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 cleansing of my soul. My I finally like lost my mind, and I I went on that like next door app. There's an app where you can talk to your neighbors, and I said, please, is there anybody out there that will house in a pasture my pregnant broodmare who just needs to walk around? I was having to keep her in a stall half the day. I just wanted to walk around and have some trees and some shade and some food. You know you so, live in Phoenix, right? Tree shade. I know, but I also live in a neighborhood where we have irrigation. Ah. So I know there's trees and there's shade and there's empty fields because I walk around, I ride around this place all the time. And, and we've, you know, it's like four or five square miles, my town, my little town. That's generous. Maybe two square miles. <laughs> my little town called Waddell. So in this little town, there's all these little neighborhoods and, you know, and I ride and I'll ride for 20, 30 minutes and I'll go to the end and then turn around and come back. Well, somebody responded and they said, yes, absolutely. Bring her over here. We'll put her out with my mini donkeys and she'll be very happy. And it turns <laughs> out it's my freaking next door neighbor who lives behind me. 
And so currently pink is in my backyard, in my behind my backyard. So I now have <laughs> nine teach horses. you to maybe talk to your neighbors occasionally. Well, yeah, I just, <laughs> well, I just would never have asked. I would never have said, can I just do that? But I put it out in this public forum and she's so nice. She responded. And now I took pink over yesterday and now I have nine horses and eight stalls. So I'm like so much happier <laughs> right now. And pink is happy too. And I posted a video on my page, but I'll share it on the horse radio network very page. Pregnant pink. She's only like th- three and a half months pregnant right now, but she looks like she's nine months pregnant because she's had so many babies. She's like one of those like eternal bird mares, you know, right. <laughs> so she's she looks big. She, I, my neighbor goes, when does she do? And I'm like, next March. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All the far- horses around here at the thoroughbred farms look the same way. They always yeah. look, they look perpetually pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's just, that's her kind. That's her look. Because she's, I, I tried to exercise her, but she's just, she goes lame. She just gets hurt. So she's kind of like. And if you had that many just, babies, that's how you'd look too. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> she she's had five. Yeah, she's done. Like, <laughs> like everything everything hurts, and I'm dying. Like that's her mo. Next daily Winnie, you don't have to play it again. But I wanted to give a daily Winnie because I thought of you. I went out to a fancy dinner last night with my mm-hmm. husband, who's back in town and passed, and he is now going to be a pilot of the. Airbus uh, for American Airlines. That's a bigger one, isn't it? That's a big one. It's, it's, you know what? I don't know whether it's bigger or not, but all I know is he's going to be based in Phoenix now. So that is, yeah. He doesn't have to like fly to to another airport. Yeah. Yes. Before he even starts his day, he he would have to get in a a plane like the day before and fly out. So now he's based in Phoenix. He can sit on call here in the town. So he's home more because if he was on call, he had to go to LA. So this is way better for our family. And um, he likes the plane and he passed and everything. So we went out to dinner last night and I'm like, we're celebrating. You're taking me to a vegan dinner with beer pairing. He's like, <laughs> That's a <"What?"> thing. <laughs> My favorite restaurant, a little place called Ground Control, had last night a very special vegan dinner with be- beer pairing. Is, are, is beer so, vegan? No, this place has vegan beer. So they don't consider the yeast, but a lot of like fermented tofu. What's it made? The clarifying uh, they use and and like Bud Light and stuff is shellfish. They use shellfish and stuff like that to clarify. We have a beer that tastes like fish. There's my ideal thing in the whole world, right there. No, that's normal beer is used, and so this company, the beers were cloudy and delicious. And so we started out. um, You're gonna just be really hungry listening to this. Sure, I will. The first thing was an IPA with like paired with hummus and pita chips and then the next course was oh my gosh it was delicious it was black bean sliders with um sweet potato fries with a marshmallow fluff dipping sauce which by the way it was vegan marshmallows so because marshmallows have gelatin and then the next course was a jackfruit like uh chimichanga and then the fourth course and and that was pure everything had its own beer that came out with it so at this point i'm pretty drunk and very full (laughs) and um then the last course comes out and it's dairy-free tiramisu paired with a coffee stout oh my god it was amazing so uh and you were so drunk you didn't notice that he stopped at uh taco bell on the way home (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know, what's funny is i said i got me a ticket and you're just gonna come with us come with me you know and he's like well, I'll support you. I'll go and have the vegan dinner. And I go, babe, it's $50. And he goes, I'll order something off the menu. <laughs> so he tried everything and he did like it, but he ordered a cheat. He's like, I'll have the chicken quesadilla. 
As he's like with a bunch of vegans having a vegan dinner. <laughs> Makes me go, want to go have some bacon and eggs, actually. I just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so... So good. It was amazing. And I'm, I just, it was okay, awesome. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> I was home by 8.30 and I was asleep by like 8.50. <laughs> well, I was like, Whoo! I know somebody that did not eat vegan on her honeymoon because I saw some of the pictures. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. The, you know what? It surprisingly was not hard to be vegetarian in Ireland, but vegan would be impossible. And yeah, I don't know is how you Lisa do ready? that over there. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Every menu has a vegetarian selection. It's like a law or something. It's weird. Well, we've got Lisa to talk to us about her honeymoon with Patrick. And, and of course, I feel like, Glenn, and maybe you do too, that we're a part of their relationship. We are. Okay? We went to dinner with uh, Lisa and Patrick the night before he proposed because we met up at Rolex and he proposed at Rolex like on cross country day. It was so beautiful and I just it was so nice and I feel like I'm like I don't know why I wasn't invited to the wedding or the honeymoon. I'm we're gonna get to that later. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Lisa. Good morning. How are you? Uh, welcome back to the land of just you. Now you're just married. <laughs> I know it's kind of weird <laughs> in the best way. In the best yeah, way, of course. But Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it was a great wedding and honeymoon, and I'm sorry we weren't invited, Jamie. We actually talked about it, and we just figured, you know, wasn't maybe you know maybe uh, maybe we'll have to get together next time we're in the area. You didn't want to put that much pressure on me to get you a gift is what it is. It's cool. That's I understand. Right. I and know, I appreciate I, that. I know. I just <laughs> knew how tough that would be for you. So so you had this You're beautiful welcome. wedding. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. You're a giver. <laughs> and I want to talk to you about your honeymoon because, oh, my gosh, you went to my favorite place on the planet and did my favorite thing on the planet. So yes. let's back up. You get married. Why did you decide to go to Ireland? Um, we both have, you know, Irish heritage and we have both always wanted to go there and neither of us had been. So it seemed like the perfect time, you know, to go for our honeymoon to this special destination. And we knew we would have two weeks to do whatever we wanted. And so we figured go big, let's do it. So, so it was just great. For new, for people that are not married, getting married or are just recently married, I, I would like to give a piece of maternal advice. And Lisa, you can probably um, un, uh, kind of commiserate with it. When you get married, I say go on your honeymoon immediately. And let me tell you why. Because for some reason, when you get married, the world knows not to contact you. You know what I mean? Like you've got yes. <laughs> that two weeks where the world will leave you alone. It is your time. Yep. If you add your honeymoon later, they're like, oh, they've been married for like two years, but now they're just going on their honeymoon. Mm -hmm. They will bother you. <laughs> Take your honeymoon immediately, which is what you did, right? Yes. We left the very next morning at like Bye. 6 a.m. Bye, um, Felicia. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I recommend maybe letting yourself sleep in a tiny bit more um, the night after the morning after your wedding, but um, it worked out great. And I mean, Ireland was incredible. And actually, part of why we picked it, Jamie, was because of when you talked about your trip. And that really just, we had been thinking about it already. And that really just sealed the deal for us. It sounded Aww, perfect. I'm happy that I could have helped. Helping newlyweds bit. around the world. 
That's yeah. what I do. That's what I do. Uh, if you need security and advice in your relationship, you call me. No, don't do that. Uh, so, so you decided to go with one of my favorite places in the world, which is Cooper's Hill, which is in Galway, and they provide mm-hmm. Irish riding vacations. Talk to us about Cooper's Hill. I mean, gosh, they were just the best. Um, when you had talked about your trip and I heard you talk about them, I knew I should get in touch with them because riding was 100% on my must-do list in Ireland. And, I mean, they were just so great. I emailed them, and they were super responsive. And at first, they were like, you know, oh, yes, we can set up a lovely trail ride for you and your, you know, non-horsey husband, and here's what that would be. And I was like, um, no, thank you. He can take pictures of me. (laughs) Screw him. More more fun. (laughs) That's what they said the first time I contacted them. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to Ireland. They're like, oh, we'll set up a trail ride. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. (laughs) <laughs> what I would like to do. My husband will sit in the car and I will have an experience. They try to like incorporate the couple and then they just need to realize that women are like, no, 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 no. It's my trip. <laughs> yes. No, that sounds nice for someone else, but <laughs> no. So I was interested in maybe doing something with fox hunting or, you know, something like that, but it was the summer. So the off season. So um, they were able to set up just a cross country, basically schooling day. Um, with James and a wonderful rider named Kira and mm-hmm. a couple other young women who ride at Cooper's Hill um, just regularly. So it was super fun. I mean, it felt like I was kind of part of this little, you know, group of Irish teenagers <laughs> um, for, for a morning. And um, it was, I mean, gosh, it was definitely the highlight of the trip. So tell us about your, the horse that they assigned you. Oh my gosh. Her name was Twix and she was this huge bay mare and just, I mean, super, super horse. She, I think if I would have pointed her at anything, she would have just taken me right to it. She knew her job and she was excited to be out there doing it. So she was awesome. If I could have fit her in my bag to bring her home, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It is incredible. And Kira and James are just incredible people and also hosts. And uh, I'm so glad that you had an experience. Was that the best part of your, your honeymoon? Aside from, I mean, you know, like being married and stuff? It, Aside from yeah. the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bad saying that, but they were so, you know, wonderful and kind and welcoming of me and of Patrick, too, um, who was so game just to follow us around on foot and take pictures. And they referred to him as the husband the whole time and <laughs> just directed him to the the best places for photos. And it was just so great. Well, no, they, awesome. I mean, they didn't hold back either. They you know, once they kind of saw that I wasn't about to fall off this horse, you know, at the first trot and they were like, all right, here we go. We're going to jump all the chunks. And, um, at one point I went down the line, this line, you know, with a like log to a brush fence and I took the smaller options and James was like, uh, no, go around and do that again, but you have to take the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I was like, Oh, doing this you know let's do it all the big fences yeah 
I mean, if you're going to like, you know, come home bruised and battered and broken from Ireland, you might as well have done it on a horse. <laughs> By God, not right. that that would happen with Cooper's Hill, but like, oh my God, like that's no. why when I was fox hunting, I was like, you know what? If I go down, I'm going to go down fox hunting in Ireland. Live it. You know? Blaze of glory. Yeah, exactly. No, but, I mean, to your, to your point, though, I never felt unsafe or overfaced or anything. And they had all of the equipment I would need from a body protector to a helmet, which, thank goodness, because I wasn't about to pack those. And, um, I mean, Kira even lent me some breeches. So wow. <laughs> put on her I, pants uh... and went riding. <laughs> I, we had Patrick on the Horse Husbands episode yesterday, so so we get husband and wife back to back here. Oh, cool! And Patrick did say there that you did other things. So he didn't really focus on this we a did. whole lot. He said, uh, "Did you hear it?" By the way, you were, of course, you didn't. Cause I you're did, not, and I do. I would like to just defend myself really quick <laughs> that I don't go out and buy three hundred dollar breeches, Glenn. Okay, <laughs> just okay. saying. Okay, I think that was me that said that, not Patrick. So in his defense, it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He did. Patrick did not defend me, though. So I just had to put that out there. <laughs> no, he did not. He did not defend you. Although he said that you, you don't make him make the bed, so that I was happy about that. Um, it's true. But he did say you guys had an amazing time, and you were all over the place, uh, all over. You were there for two weeks. Uh, uh, so, did you eat vegan the whole time? Uh, no, sorry, Jamie, <laughs> we did not. <laughs> we did eat a lot of which was um, a surprise to me. I did not realize that seafood would be so uh, like so much on every menu. It was, it was great. We love seafood. Well, I'm glad you guys had a great time and Patrick, uh, Patrick seemed to have a good time too. So uh, it yeah, was, it was wonderful. Well, I do feel like we're part of the family actually. So um, I know. Yeah. So we, we really appreciate you joining us and letting us know about this adventure. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Lisa. Congratulations. I'm so glad it went well. And uh, obviously, keep in touch. I will. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Happy couple. Yes. And this this rolls into a, a new segment that I need to to do. And 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 I would like to call the new segment, Glenn. It's just going to take a minute. It's called Crazy Horsewomen Complaining About Their Husbands. Oh, we did that in the I, whole show yesterday. No, 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 no. You did regular horsewomen <laughs> complaining about their husbands. There's a difference? This ah. is crazy horsewomen <laughs> complaining about their husbands. And this was uh, brought up by Stephanie, who was kind enough to make sure that I saw this. I don't know what Facebook group it is, but... <clears throat> The title, the, the the original poster said this. Well, let, yeah, let's have, not use names. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use, I'm going to use first names because I, I can't make up names that quick, <laughs> but I won't use the last names. They posted it online. I mean, I'm just reading what they posted. It's a public forum. Okay. This is not a private thing, but this person, the, the, the original post is, why do husbands have to be so mean just because you love your animals? It hurts. So that is the general theme. Why do husbands have to be so mean? Just cause you love animals, it hurts. Uh, and the responses are an overwhelming support of this girl. Because <laughs> husbands be so mean, cause. Uh, Renee put on to post, it's there, by the way, 
There is nothing spelled correct in any of these. And their T-H-E-I-R and E-R-E is completely interchangeable. Well, in my <laughs> opinion, they should be. So I'm with them on that one. Oh, I defend God. all the wrong there people because I'm one of them. Well, then you're that guy. Uh, because Renee said it's their way of getting to you because they know you love them. Uh, Kim says, I decay, <clears throat> but it's infuriating. I what? I decay. I don't know. I decay? I decay. I don't know. That means I don't know. Not, I don't know. I mean, I know what it means. It means I don't know. Oh. I decay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Apparently, I, I decay. <laughs> you decay. You didn't know. <laughs> um, again, this is all. Why do husbands have to be so mean? Just because you love animals. It hurts. Joanna says, oh, yeah, mine's the same way he like knew how i was before he married me and it was great in the beginning and now ugh. <laughs> that was kind of funny actually. uh the next one says mine knows that if it's him or the animals i'll choose my animals he doesn't dare uh, we all know that from day one <laughs> if you're smart you know that i mean let's be real. Oh, that came yeah. up in the conversation yesterday too, and all four of us in the round, t- four of husbands knew that that's a statement we never make ever. I was just thinking. I was like, I would choose my husband, but if my husband made me choose between animals no. and horses, uh, him, no. him and horses, no. He's yeah, out. let's move on. <laughs> Kate says that is like so sad. I'm glad I don't have a husband like that because my husband loves his horse. The next one, Louise, really helpful. Rub it in there. (laughs) I know, right? Thanks, Kate. (laughs) Louise says, get rid of the husband, I say. (laughs) She's a woman that's been married three times. Uh, Going on number four. (laughs) (laughs) This is the same person. Uh, So somebody else says, real men do not act that way. And then Louise comes back with, he has to go to bed sooner or later. (gasps) Are you going to murder him? <laughs> Are you suggesting she murder maybe, her husband? Maybe delete that post before you murder him. Uh, because uh, yeah, yeah, you just gave it away that you <laughs> yeah, were going geez. to murder your husband. And then Wit comes in and says, two choices. Heads divorce, tails murder. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Facebook page called? The crazy horse I, women of the horse world? Yeah, this is like you talked about horse women that complained about their husbands. No, this is a yeah. Step ours further. was making beds and doing the dishes. This <laughs> <laughs> about murdering their husband. Um, I may be a troll, but I still care about people that like animals. Those that don't, well, that's what pig farmers and abandoned silver mines are for. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this person is talking about murdering and then hiding the body or feeding it to the pigs. <laughs> Jeez. Do we live in North Korea? What, what, is this out of North Korea? I'll tell you what. Oh, I can keep going. And I, won't. Uh, I think that's I enough think, for one Friday. <laughs> I'm a little nervous so now. Just, just Stephanie, I don't know what Facebook page you're a member of, but you should get out. Yeah. Get out of that one because <laughs> yeah, they're going to suck you in. They're saying Holy murder and, and getting rid of abandoning and just getting rid of bodies. Like, leave that group. Jeez. Leave that group. Crazy. Steps it up a notch. Uh, boy, I'm, okay. I'm 
I hope I'm not married to one of those now. I <laughs> sleep my eyes open. That's what pig farmers and abandoned <laughs> silver mines are for. I'm just, it took me a second to realize what they were talking about. Oh, I knew exactly what they were talking about. I've seen enough movies. I knew exactly what they were talking about. All right, let's uh, let's go to Kentucky Performance Products. We're going to learn about, let's go to something more pleasant like electrolytes. And then <laughs> we'll come back and talk about something much more pleasant. And that's a new display called Black Horseman of the Kentucky Turf over at the Kentucky Horse Park. Our favorite place. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, it's no secret that one of our favorite places here on the show to go uh, once or several times a year. Used to live near there, spent a lot of time there as the Kentucky Horse Park. Amy is the manager of the museum division of the International Museum of the Horse, which is one of the coolest horse museums in the whole world. And they have a new display that, or a new, uh, yeah, new display that's going up there, an exhibition. And we wanted to talk about that. It's called the Black Horseman of the Kentucky Turf. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. How are you? Good. It's so good to talk to somebody from the Kentucky Horse Park. It's been a little while, and we're glad to have you on. Everybody, I think, that listens to this show has been to the Kentucky Horse Park at one time or another, and if they haven't, they should. Um, And we've all gone to the International Museum of the Horse and spent a day uh, in there. Um, (laughs) And you guys are expanding it. Tell us about this newest edition. Right. So we opened a new exhibit um, mid-April. It's called Black Horsemen of the Kentucky Turf. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, what we are doing with this exhibit is we want to tell the story of the rise of the thoroughbred industry and the role that the black horsemen played in it. Um, it's really about how um, they helped build that industry right along with all of the farmers and the, and the names that we are already familiar with. And I know a lot of the jockeys, especially back then, uh, the most award-winning jockeys were, were black in the late 18th, right, 1800s. Right. Yeah, early 19th century. Or, yeah, I mean, late we 19th do century. talk about jockeys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There were um, 
actually starting out with thoroughbred racing, most of the jockeys were black horsemen. Um, and then as we get into the Jim Crow era, we started to see them, you know, sort of disappear and take on other roles um, at the track. And we go into depth about, you know, why that happened too and, and, and what changed. So um, there's, a, there's a huge story there about all these people um, that played a role um, in building up the, the racing industry and the thoroughbred industry, especially in Kentucky. Um, and we are figuring out their stories and, and bringing them out into the public. Well, that, that's a good question. How are you figuring out their stories? We've done some stories, and I'll play one of them a little bit later after, after Amy is off. We did a story, one of our rest of the stories on one of these, one of these guys. But it's so hard to find details about it because not a lot was written down. How are, you, how are you diving into it? Where are you finding the information? Right. Well, um, we are doing a lot of research and we have a lot of help. Um, we have reached out to some community members and historians, um, African-American historians in our community that we've been working with, and they're, they're helping um, us to conduct research and find all this information. One of our... Um, our primary researchers for this exhibit, or a couple, was our um, director emeritus, Bill Cook, who initiated the project, and um, a local historian, um, Yvonne Giles. And they've been really the driving force in all the research with this exhibit. Um, they've put together a list of over 400 African-American horsemen and women wow. um, that have worked in the, yeah, I've worked in the thoroughbred industry in Kentucky um, since you know, the, since Kentucky was formed as a state. Um, and really, we only touch on some highlights in our exhibit. So it's really been a, it's really been a, um, a learning experience for everybody involved in the exhibit because everybody knows about the great jockeys and the famous horsemen, but there's all these other people behind the scenes, too, that, um, that played just as significant a role. Um, and finding those stories has been really interesting because of the way history has been recorded, um, we really had to do some deep, deep digging to find out more about some of these people. Um, and, way, and so we've kind of expanded the way we research too. Um, and really, um, it's been it's been a great it's been a great process. It's been a great learning experience for the museum, and we're hoping that um, you know we did a good job helping our public to understand those stories too. Is there one or two of the, is there one of the stories that really stands out to you that was kind of surprising or, you know, really hit home for you? Yeah, there's, um, there's actually a story of one man. Um, his name was Harry Lewis and, and, and finding out more about this man, we, it actually changed the way we tell our stories and other places in the museum. Um, and it was a bit of a shock to realize, oh my gosh, I, I have been leaving this part of the story out. I didn't know this part of the history. And, um, and so now we have, uh, we can tell a better story. So what happened with Harry Lewis is um, he trained the horse Darley, who eventually became the horse Lexington. And he, um, and whose skeleton we have here in the museum, we have on loan from the Smithsonian Institution. So Harry Lewis trained Darley and actually took him to, um, to race for the owner, Elijah Warfield, um, because uh, Dr. Warfield couldn't be at the race to race the horse himself. So he allowed Harry Lewis to do that in his name. 
And um, the second race that Darley ran was a claiming race, and it was that race that he was claimed, and then his name was changed after that race to Lexington to honor the city. Um, well, we didn't know Harry Lewis had anything to do with this story. We didn't know that it, we, we thought for a very long time that it was actually Dr. Warfield who took him to race, and essentially it was, but the person who was there to represent Dr. Warfield was the trainer, Harry Lewis. And Harry Lewis actually won the purse for that last race as Darley too. Um, the claimants tried to claim the purse after that second race as their own, and Harry Lewis was one of the first um, black horsemen to challenge the white owners for the money, and he took them to court, and the judge actually sided with Harry Lewis, and he won, he won that purse. Um, so that's kind of a, a changing story for us, um, and and like I said, it, it not only we can flesh out his story and tell that in the Black Horseman exhibit, but it changed the way we tell the story of the skeleton Lexington and the story of the life of that horse. Hmm. So, um, you know, that was really, that's really neat for us. Yeah, that is neat. And I didn't know his story either. God, there is so many fascinating stories. And in that day, for him to win that lawsuit is kind of unheard of. Absolutely. It's absolutely unheard of. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, early 19th century. Yeah. Well, this is fascinating. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to get there to see it. And this is a permanent exhibit, right? This is not a traveling exhibit. This is going to be there for forever. Yeah, yeah. We um, we redid an area in our museum, and we changed it up, and it's going to be a permanent exhibit. Right now, we have it up to the Jim Crow era, and we're actively working on bringing it up to modern day so we can tell all the stories of the great black horsemen that are still working in the industry now. And so we're working on that. What a neat, important project, and thank you guys for doing that. You can see it, of course, at the International Museum of the Horse at the Kentucky Horse Park. Again, I think that every listener we have has probably been there, but if they haven't, they really need to go to Lexington. I mean, just to see everything. It's it's horseman heaven. So, uh, Amy, thank you for your hard work, and uh, thank you for telling the story. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having us. Another reason to go back, Jamie. Uh, it's like I need a reason, <laughs> please. But yeah, I, definitely stuff to check out when you get there. When we sure. went to the museum 25 years ago, when we first went to Lexington, it was pretty small. And I remember going back the second time, like 20 years later, and seeing, and it is, I mean, you cannot go, if if you think it's just a museum and you're a horse person, forget it. You have to go to the museum. Uh, it really is incredible. The stuff they have there and the stories they tell, it's its the best one. As I said, it's the best horse museum there is. So yeah. you, you really need to get there. It's kind of, uh, it'll give you goosebumps the whole time you're there. And then you end, remember where it ends? It ends at the trophy room. Is that still there, do you think, from Calumet? Is of it, course that's still oh, there. God, yeah, that's just something be. else. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I get in my, because uh, I've been to Churchill uh, Museum as well. Yeah, so I get yeah. too confused in my head of, of what has what, because that's an incredible museum as well. Yeah, it is. If you, I if, haven't seen it. Now, they redid that one. I haven't seen it since they redid that one in the last, like, five years. Uh, the Churchill yeah. one. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, right. um, w- let's let's play the rest of the story, and then okay. I'm going to come back with a listener question about. And Glenn, you can give a brief overview of what the vagal nerve response is. Go ahead. Um. Um. It's okay. Um, yep. We'll cover it coming up. 
<laughs> that's what it is. All right, let's. Uh, Sounds about let's... as good as mine would be. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the same boat on that one, Jeremy. All right, so let's uh, hear a story from our rest of the story over in the Stable Scoop show about one of those horsemen. Right after this commercial, maybe things cooperate. Palomino Entertainment Group presents the award-winning film One Day. When she was the big man and how she loved to race. Our Mims won the Eclipse Award as the 1977 champion three-year-old filly. Riding her was like driving a Cadillac. Very, very smooth. She gave me everything she got. Racing Hall of Fame jockey Jorge Velasquez was aboard Our Mims in most of her championship races. She was uh, versatile. She could go to the lead or close to the lead or come from off the pace. Eventually, she was going to get you anyhow. So you're in trouble with her. One day, powerful true story about a teenage girl who falls in love with a champion racehorse on TV. 21 years later, fate brings them together. Purchase DVD or Blu-ray at OneDayHorseFilm.com. Proceeds benefit our men's retirement haven. The First of His Kind by Biz Stam. Oliver was much like the other stable boys in the late 1800s. He began work around horses at a young age, bucking stalls, grooming, and eventually exercising the powerful thoroughbreds. Spending so much time around the stable at such a young age gave Oliver a sixth sense with horses. But Oliver's employer, Hal McGrath, would never acknowledge his talent. McGrath was a gambling man. And after winning $105,000 in a single night at his New York gambling house, he built McGrathiana Farm, a thoroughbred breeding for the training facility outside of Lexington, Kentucky. McGrath had no love for the horses on his farm or the people who cared for and rode them. In fact, he openly bragged about working both men and horses into the ground. To him, they were not living beings. They were nothing more than cards to stack and dice to roll in pursuit of the big jackpot. Oliver was 19 years old when McGrath assigned him the position as key jockey for a race at a newly opened racetrack. His mount, a chestnut colt with a white star and two hind socks, was one of two entered by McGrath. Despite the colt having an impressive pedigree, he was fold late in the season, barely breaking 15 hands, and wasn't thought to be much of a contender. But this was horse racing, and anything could happen. The other horse bred by McGrath, an impressive bay colt, was thought to be the stronger of the two horses. It was a beautiful day for a race on May 17th with the perfect conditions promising a lightning-fast track. Oliver arrived at the track to find an enormous throng of spectators in attendance to watch the inaugural running of this stakes race. In the new modern saddling paddock of one of the most beautiful racetracks in the country, the Chestnut Colts trainer instructed Oliver to break fast and push the pace of the other 13 horses in the field in order to set McGrath's other horse up from a come-from-behind wind. He was called the Rabbit. Oliver did as instructed and broke fast on the small chestnut colt, but as he ducked his head to determine the placement of the rest of the field, he noticed that the impressive bay, the one for who he was setting the pace, had broken quite slowly and was trailing the rest of the field. The little chestnut was unrelenting, and his lead continued to increase. It became clear that the bay had no chance of catching up. Oliver, knowing that his colt was not supposed to be the winning horse, looked to McGrath on the rail for instruction, and McGrath shouted, Go on! 
The small but mighty chestnut colt thundered down the home stretch, holding off the few horses that dared to challenge him. Oliver Lewis and his chestnut colt flew under the wire with a length to spare, winning the very first running of a race that would one day become known as the most exciting two minutes in sports. Aristides won the first Kentucky Derby. Despite the fact that Oliver's expert riding played an enormous role in Aristides' win, McGrath took all the credit, claiming that his exclamation, Go on! was the sole cause of victory. That's the way it had always been. A slave owner took credit for the accomplishments of his slaves. And while Oliver was technically free, his position in society after generations of oppression meant much like the chestnut colt he rode to victory, the cards were stacked against him. African-American Oliver Lewis went on to win many more races, but because he was seen as little more than an accessory to the horses he rode and a commodity to his employers, very few records were kept on his life. The records that do exist show that he went on to be a very successful jockey with many wins to his name, though it is doubtful he was given much credit for the wins during his lifetime. Today, though much has changed for the better, there is still plenty of work to be done in racing and society as a whole. Though it is important to keep in mind that amazing things can happen when a long shot, someone who has been told they aren't supposed to win, pours their heart and soul into the task at hand. Horse people know that they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire, affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top-of-the-line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States, outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store. Or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. OvationRiding.com Jamie, I think we... You're really quiet. Uh, oh, you're, I'm here. I'm there here. I'm here, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear okay. you now. Okay, sorry. Uh, the listener question that we had posed wasn't really even a question towards me. It was just kind of a thing on our auditor's Facebook page where Haley went on to write a little bit about something her horse is going through. And this is something that I've had to deal with with one of my horses. Um, so Haley went on to say, help. So I just bought my horse, Tony, in the April of 2017 with the first couple months of him having this weird thing that would happen sporadically. I'd be tacking him up and then all of a sudden he'd appear to be going down. It was very scary. It happened two to three times. And the last time my trainer witnessed it and told me he was just girthy and did not tighten his girth until right before I got on. Since then, I've kept his girth as loose as possible until right before I'm out. And this has worked until today. Today, as usual, I tacked him up, had the girth loose as possible, and then all of a sudden he started doing the weird going down thing. But this time he actually went all the way down. He got up. Everything seemed okay. I lunged him to make sure he was all right, and then he was fine after that. Anybody else have an issue like this? What did you do? Okay. So this is something, and and I have seen it in mostly thoroughbreds 
and mostly chestnut thoroughbreds. And my horse growing up, I had him for 18 years. You could tighten the girth, like put it on, and it would just be like this weird thing where he would like rear up in the air, and then he was fine. After And, and that's very dangerous for a child's horse, by the way. Yeah, that's but not whatever. ever good for anybody, actually. <laughs> Uh, just rear in it's the cross not the guys. Approved like, method. Okay, he'll just rear and he'll come back down and be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> that was just something that I always knew we would do when I put the girth on. And for some reason, like that behavior seemed normal. And then I get Joey. Bless his heart. Joey is uh, a horse that if you put the girth on, you know, like I started Joey and and we found out the reason he had been through sales and sales and sales. He had been through a sale because they thought he was bronchi. Um, and he was a, he's a very well-bred thoroughbred, but he never raced because nobody could get him to the races. And I guess he didn't have really savvy horse people because what happened is Joey, if you tighten the girth on Joey, it doesn't have to be super tight. He will fall on the ground like he is dead. And he will not get up. So I think what happened in Joey's history is that somebody, you know, went to start him, put the saddle on him and he laid down. They're like, this son of a bitch is laying down. He doesn't want to be ridden. Well, no, it's actually what's called the vagal, like the vasovagal nerve response. And just to give you, I'm, I've, I've kind of like done a lot of online research and I found this really great explanation from a veterinary student who had just done some research. So I'm going to explain what it is. And in my experience, what you can do about it is anybody, when I was in Wyoming, this horse was tied to the hitching post and just fell to the ground. And they're like, get, get up, get, get, get it up, you know? And I was like, uh, did you guys just put the saddle on? Like, yeah. Like, Yeah. So he has a vasovagal nerve response. If you guys want me to be really nerdy, I'll explain what that is. So here it is. It happens all the time, mostly oddly enough to chestnuts in my experience, but that's just me being like showing my own, my own experiences. So this vet student goes on to describe the vagus nerve originates in the brainstem and it runs along the cardio, the, the artery kind of where they give shots in the neck. It runs down that and then through the middle of the chest to the heart. So it's this nerve that goes from the brain to the heart. It is really, really deep. And it's what's called a parasympathetic, which is basically, it says that its job is to slow the heart down. So when you put the saddle on and the girth is tightened around the chest, in particular, it compresses the chest and compresses the heart. So uh, even though you're not super tight, it causes pressure in the heart, which sets off these nerves that say, oh my God, there's too much pressure here, too much pressure here. And then the horse, horse's brain goes, oh my God, lower the blood pressure, lower the blood pressure because there's too much pressure on the heart. So what does the body do? It drops the blood pressure. So the blood pressure drops, the vagus nerve slows the heart down. Well, your horse wasn't, the blood pressure wasn't actually high. So what happens is the horse is normal and then the blood pressure drops and the horse passes out. And, and, and it's a very bizarre thing to see when you see it because the horse can be even like Joey when he passes out he will be laying on the ground, like staring at you, but he just can't get up. And, and this has happened. Oh gosh. Let's see. 
when I first started him, I, I, I didn't notice it because I had him in the arena and kind of in my little mock ground pin, which I had a lunge line on him. And I would put the saddle on him and you'd send him forward and make him work. And nothing, he, he took like funny steps, but he never was like falling over. Then I teach him to tie. I have him in the cross ties uh, or I had him on the hitching post and I put the saddle on him. And I went into the tack room to get the bridle and I came out and Joey's like hanging from the hitching post on his side. Now, fortunately, due to the experience with my thoroughbred growing up, I was like, holy cows, I ran over and I couldn't get him up. I loosened the girth. Bam, he pops right back up. So basically, some horses have this vasovagal nerve response where they're like, oh, my God, lower the blood pressure. We need to settle down but the horse's blood pressure is already low so it lowers it below the threshold okay now we know what it is what can we do about it by the way that was the best explanation of that i've ever heard oh thanks (laughs) i have a lot of experience with it (laughs) so what can we do about it there's there first things first have your vet look at your horse. I'm not, I'm not, this might not be what your horse has. You know, it it could be something else. Just covering my bases here. Like you, you know, have your, have a veterinarian look at them. So there's, you know, there's like that little spider web of nerves on the side that trigger this kind of response. So there's a couple things you can do that have been suggested. Um, With Joey, what, uh, what we do is we put the girth on super, super, super loose, like to where he can, like it's hanging down. He can kind of feel it. And then you walk him and we put the, then you walk him, we walk him all the way down to the stalls and back to the cross ties. And then you tighten it a hole and you walk him. And when you tighten it one hole, Oh my God, he's like, I can't move possibly. It's crazy. And then you, tighten it again and tighten it again, tighten it again, tighten it again. When I do it, I tighten it a hole and then I lunge him. I'm like, go, go, go forward, forward, forward. And then like make him spin a circle around me and then I can tighten it again. And I do both directions. So he feels it on both sides. This person says that she's been doing the girth slowly and loosely. What can I, what else can I do? Um, Before you put the girth on, take your hand and like rub the sides where the girth is going to go. Just like right before you put the girth on that to me, like triggers a little bit of it. And then you release that's just my experience. Again, none of this is proven and none of this is medical because nobody really understands what's going on and why this happens and how to fix it. Another thing you can do is not a softer girth because it's still the compression, but a wider girth should help a little bit as well because you kind of like distribute the pinching a little bit more, distribute the compression. Another thing that has been suggested suggested is to raise the horse's blood pressure before you get on or before you put the girth on. So when the blood pressure does drop, it drops to normal. And how you would do that is, I don't know, in the arena or lunge them just right around you, get them moving, get their feet moving, get their feet moving. And then you tighten the girth, put saddle on. So then it goes to like a normal thing. So all of these are kind of different ideas of things you can do to manage it. Trust me though, when I I talked to Monty about this because Joey is so bizarre with his pressure. If you put the nose band too tight on Joey, he can't walk. Can't walk. Frozen. 
solid. Ask me how I know. I had to learn this all the hard way, okay? Like, why are you not kicking, 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 kicking? Come on. And then you feel like a total jerk because I loosen up the nose band. He's like, oh, God. Like, lunges forward, you know? Uh, so I remember talking to Monty about this horse, and Monty goes, you know what? That's a pretty lucky horse. And I was like, why? He goes, because if you wouldn't have had him, he'd be dead. Somebody shot him. <laughs> it's true. It's probably true, I mean, yeah. That's how he got where he was. I adopted him from the sheriff's department because he was sold at an auction. And the person was like one of those people that starved all their horses and the sheriff's department came and took him. So even though he's a very well-bred thoroughbred son of benchmark, grandson of Aladar on one side, grandson of Seattle Slough on the other, his breeding is amazing. He has this vagal nerve response that is paralyzing to him. So it sounds like the key is once you get that notch up, you got to get him moving. Because Get that, moving. getting moving also increases the blood pressure, but it also it also kind of tells the body to forget about the fact that we're putting pressure on the nerve. Absolutely. Uh, I when I started him, no, Abby. Oh, I understand owns him it now. now. Yeah. Crazy. So Abby owns him now, and she knows like she just gotta tighten it up and keep walking. She knows she has an extra ten minutes of tacking up before everybody else tacks and up. It sounds like me putting my sneakers on in the morning. If I don't get walking right away, it's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like that. Exactly like that. Just like that. Put your shoes on, you just drop to the ground, just pass out. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Anyway, well, I hope that explains a little bit. You know, um, management is the key. It it just sometimes happens. You know, it just, it's, it's just one of those things you just have to manage and bless your heart for taking on a horse like that because it is hard. It is just, it's just something else that you have to do as part of owning this particular horse and you just have to understand it and have to know it and be safe. And dear God, if you ever sell the horse, please tell the next owner because it will be another learning experience for them. If you don't, this needs to be known. Another thing that's weird, just on a side note, when you tighten the girth, a hole, do not back them up. For some reason I have seen when I would, I, you know, like you tighten the girth, you're like, standing at hitching post and you got to back him up a step to go turn off backing him up that step he would take two steps backwards and flip over uh because it hit the it, the pressure going something. backwards hit it even harder. i don't know what yeah. happens but just i always say get him moving go forward. forward go 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 <laughs> it's a very <laughs> bizarre thing so anyway i hope that explains a little bit about the vagal vasovagal nerve response why it happens your horse cannot help it it is just a thing that happens in their body and you know horses weren't meant to wear girths okay so it's just a part of the function of life do you think they email each other and go hey if you do this one you'll get out of working (laughs) i think i would like joey we work him harder you got like put that girth on get moving come on (laughs) i lunge him around me like go 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 and it is weird like he like doesn't know where his feet are the first couple steps and i mean this horse is as extreme as it gets, and I use him for lessons, and I sold him to a child. That's how easy it is to manage if you do it right, but you have to do it right every time. So just think about that, and I hope I helped uh, your horse today, Haley. Good. Well, very good. Look at us, the helping show. All right, yeah. and now that we've <laughs> now done... let completely obliterate everything. <laughs> now that we've helped people, we're going to rip them to shreds with this segment. <laughs> pay it- I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. 
Well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trade, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trade, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trade. Right, it is time for really bad ads. That time of the week when we read some listener submitted ads that they found at Craigslist or Facebook, and they're just a little off, and we have a little bit of fun with them. Crazy horse women again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll Murder never, your husband. I will never own pigs. Let's just put it. That way. <laughs> <laughs> so or move near an abandoned silver mine. <laughs> so, so the what prize a weird is- show this has been up and down, up and down. <laughs> So uh, I'm sure that the Casual Products is so proud to have provided the prizes for this month. Mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit from our prize sponsor. And then at the end of this segment, we're giving away four prizes. Casual Company is your proud source for English tack, equipment, and accessories. And they have been for a long time. From cushion pads to saddlebags to fit your English saddle, Cashel Company has what you need. Their full line of accessories, such as the rolling crew bag, hay bale bag, and fan bag, help make chores easier and keep you organized at the barn or on the road. Of course, you can still find the same fly protection you have trusted for decades in standard designs or limited edition colors and patterns. You can find the Feather Flex girth in jump or dressage style and a wide range of tush cushions to fit your English saddle as well. If you need it, chances are Cashel Company has it. Be sure to check them out online at CashelCompany.com. And what we're giving away today is four of the e- classic equine fan bags. And you ask, what the heck's that? Well, we saw these at Ada. They actually got our Ada Award for the coolest product. Do you know how you carry the box fans around and you go to show and you're always trying to find a way to hang them up with like baler oh twine God. and Bailing you're climbing up on the walls? It, <laughs> it's just, around it, yes. up it, and then it's through just it again. crazy. Yeah. Well, these are actual bags that the fan fits in, fits perfectly. The 20 by 20 box fans fans we all use the it it the fan fits in it and already has all of the hanging straps that you need and snaps and all you do is wrap it around the post at the top and you're done so it has it's perfect its design is perfect it they really do work we saw them in operation and actually i'm going to buy some because i think they would be great for here so you could move the fans around but if you travel at all you need these fan bags so bring them along to your next show. You'll be hanging the fans in two seconds, and you'll be done, and everybody will be asking you where you got them. We're going to give four of them away today. It's called the Classic Equine Fan Bag. I don't know why somebody didn't invent this a long time ago. It's one of those products. Well, we got a lot of help. You get double the entries if you read the ads yourself and send them in. It's one of the reasons that we're putting that little microphone button that Jamie's so scared of on our app is so that you'll be able to read your own really bad ads. And they also can say, Glenn sucks. (laughs) We'll get that anyway, so that's no big deal. Um, I have a little thicker skin than you do. So um, Casey's isn't going to work. I just saw it's corrupt. So why don't we go on with Aaron's first ad? Okay. Sorry, Casey. You still get double entries, even though... I'll, I'll see if I can get it, it here. So go ahead and okay. do that. Well. All right. Aaron sent this one in. This is from Facebook. It's horses and horse stuff in Georgia. And I love that you made sure I knew it was from Georgia. Because this person <laughs> wants to trade Appaloosa Colt for 
question mark. Now, I'd like to trade my Appaloose Colt for a new carpet and pad. <laughs> nice rabbit hutches. Maybe a four-wheeler. A camper. Ooh, beekeeper setup. I'd trade my Appaloose Colt for a beekeeper setup. I am open to suggestions, but what I will not trade my horse for? More horses. <laughs> Yes. I will also sell him for $600. Now, as a person, I'm like, you know what? I've really been looking for an Appaloosa Colt, and I've got this dang carpet and pad just sitting around. <laughs> I feel like I, I should call this person. For Pamela. 600 bucks, it must be a big carpet and pad. <laughs> We're a not very nice one for a whole house. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what? We had all them damn rabbits die. We should probably <laughs> trade the rabbit cages for an Appaloose Colt. Do you know of anybody who's got one of them? And I got to say, actually, he's a cute Colt. No tail, but he's a cute Colt. I don't know what happened to his tail. It's an tail Appaloosa. They ain't got no tail. Yeah, this is really got cute. no tail. He's <laughs> not that cute. I bet he has. Oh, bless his little heart. He's like in the woods. They, it's like they got a picture of him through the trees. Like, he's eating that's trees, and that's what he's him. down to. Yep. Yeah. Got a nice white butt. So if you want yourself one, Georgia, get it today. All right, I think I got her sound file working, so let's see if we can give this a try. Casey read this one. This one was shared by somebody, and somehow I ended up with a screenshot of it. Um, It's in southwest Iowa. This beautiful gilding is looking for the ideal show barn and family to love and enjoy him as we have. Very easy keeper, low maintenance, loves being in a stall or out, thrives on human interaction. Has performed English, dressage, ranch pleasure, and showmanship. He is not comfortable with jumps or trail class yet. Experienced rider preferred as he has a strong flight response, (laughs) i.e. he bolts. 13 years old, 15 hands, black with four socks. No soundness issues as far as I know. No bad habits or vices, but he is aggressive with most other horses. PM if interested in trial. No thanks, I'll pass. (laughs) I mean, they really sold it. You know what pisses me off is that I've written this amazing ad for Precious Magic Gallop Jennings, and probably that horse is going to sell quicker than mine. It probably will. It's probably already gone. Uh, can I just <laughs> say that Scott has an ad he's going to read at the end of the day that solves your Precious Magic Gallop Jennings problem? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Let's oh, do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So Get- Scott's going to, Scott's going to, he's got you fixed. Kelly sent this one in. Quarter horse gelding, $2,500 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We don't get many from there. I have a big, beautiful sorrel gelding for sale. He has a lot of training in his background, but has too much get up and go. He has no buck, but he does need a rider with a firm hand. Not good around kids or dogs, due to that he will kick, which is the main reason why I'm looking for a new home for him. You're talented because all of these words are misspelled. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. Well, I just thought it. I, the ad was funny enough without all the thousand misspellings. Yeah, I'm just. You're I like amazing. How witch is just- W I T C H. <laughs> yeah. He has no buck, but dose Nita. <laughs> You're just going. Other than that, he acts like a big puppy dog to anyone. So other than the kicking of children and dogs, <laughs> he acts like a big puppy dog to anyone. Just a mean as hell one. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he's he's a he'll bite your face off, but he's just a big puppy dog. He is easy to catch and comes to his name, willing to trade him for a kid-friendly pony. Oh my god. Here you go. Or quarter horse or also a draft horse. <laughs> so they'll take anything. <laughs> Any questions, feel feel free to ask. Would like him gone as soon as possible. Okay. You know what, Glenn? I have this super nice, gentle chili, um, for example. A really nice, gentle kid's horse that I, I can just put anybody on. And I've really been looking to trade him for something that kicks dogs and children. <laughs> I just love how like, he's kicking in one sentence and he's super nice in the next. <laughs> I'll trade him. I mean, that seems like a fair trade. You have a little black it's pony. Outright. I think they'd love that little black pony. And you are now Monty Roberts' master instructor. You can fix this one. I know. I can I can do it. That should be no problem. <laughs> Good. Sign up for that. Pretty, uh, pretty sure I want to. For yeah. free, too. I just trade. I do you would. <laughs> All right. Here is Lorene that sent this one in. This is Lorene Barden, and I'm going to read a really bad ad. God, I love her voice. Good horse for sale. $700. Jacksonville, Arkansas. Good horse. Well-trained. Good with other horses. Good with the farrier. Two years old. Great with kids. Great with a saddle on her back. She is not broke. Just had the saddle on her back. (laughs) She is a great horse. Just can't. Do not have enough time to break her to ride. Just message me. So this is a well-trained, unbroke two-year-old. What is she well-trained to do? I don't know. But for $700, we can find out. Sounds like a fun time. Happy Friday. Never stop sending me ads. Okay, we need them. But I want you to stop trying to read them so well. I want you to just like Brooklyn it up. I don't know where you're from, but it sounds like somewhere around Brooklyn. Like, (laughs) but she lives in Arkansas. She had an ad from Arkansas, so maybe you know what? Because there's probably no horse ads in Brooklyn. (laughs) I don't know where you're from, but I want to be your friend. Um, Joy sent in the next one. Um, this is horses for sale in Michigan at any price. Oh God. That, uh, you know what? There's a Facebook page in Arizona called cheap Arizona horses for sale. And really? Like, you should put, you should put magic on that one. I was like, yeah, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've gotten desperate enough, but like, you know, uh, horses for sale in Michigan, any price. Holly writes, I, this was sent in by joy though. I have a gruya mare potentially. Bred to a Tobiana Gruya stud. She is not rideable. Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> All one sentence. Sorry. Why I do you think I over. gave you this one? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you say Gruya really fast about 15 times. <laughs> I have a Gruya mare potentially potentially bred to a Tobiana Gruya stud. She is not rideable due to wanting to rear. She would be a pasture pet. She does load in the trailer. She does not need to be sold. Just getting a feel for if anybody would be interested. $1,000. She is registered. (laughs) Wait a minute. Are we selling the horse or not selling the horse? (laughs) And wait, so we're selling a horse, but maybe not selling it, and it could be bred, and it might not be bred, and it could be 
be to this Tobiano Gruya stud, which Tobiano and Gruya doesn't make really a whole lot of sense. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm very confused. But we do know one thing. It's not rideable and it wants to rear. So we Fish do know that. Rears. There's one thing we do know about this whole ad. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, hor- uh, this is uh, the horse trailer of the week. And <laughs> God, I feel like we've seen this one a thousand times. It is oh. your typical round-fronted horse trailer. We had one almost just like this the other day. Uh, but the ad's different. It's $700. It's this is a- the same trailer. It is? Yes. Oh, okay. We posted this last week, didn't we? Yes, we did. It's one horse slide in. You could punch that through the side. That one was full of crap, though, in the middle. It, it, Maybe they took the crap out it. and Let's reposted it. There. It's sitting on a bucket, okay? Yeah, <laughs> the tongue is sitting on a bucket. And the, the floor is made of some kind of rubber uh, conveyor belt. And the, the wood underneath the rubber conveyor belt, it, let's just say it's powder. It looks like powder. Yeah. I think if you were, this is what I said last week, you could just karate punch through the side of the trailer. Yeah. Awesome. On the floor. Karate punch! <laughs> Hulk smash! <clears throat> Jennifer was very excited to, to get this done yesterday so she could go riding in New Mexico. So yeah, I think bye. that's, yeah. Um, all right, Kim sent the following. These follow- are probably all from like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, they probably are. Remember. A repeat from like five years ago. All right, uh, which we could do and we wouldn't even know the difference. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know if this was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Kim sent the following one in. Hi, this is Kim. I have a Facebook ad for really bad ads. It's titled ISO New Human. Hi there, my name is Nos, or Nos, I'm not sure which. And I'm ISO a new human to do fun things like take me to shows where I can strut my stuff like the diva I was born to be. Uh, so I guess Nas is a mare. I think working on a daily basis and getting brushed and petted sounds awesome, especially if you can throw in some time for a cuddle and some good scratches. If we can go out on the trail sometimes, I'd love that too. I'm the boss of my tiny herd. Nas is the boss, you know. Okay. I guess it's Nas. <laughs> But what I really like in a human is someone who I can put my faith in to guide me. I also want someone who isn't super tall because, well, I'm only 15'1", and it would be embarrassing if my new human's legs were longer than mine. My current human rides me sometimes. We walk and trot and canter around the arena, but nothing much more than that for now. She's pretty strange, though, because sometimes we run together on the ground at new places, and afterwards she makes me stand with this ribbon attached to my bridle while we take photos. It seems to make her happy, though, and I'm a team player, so I roll. God, this is They'll be exhausting. giving me lots of treats because I'm a handsome devil and I know how to work it. In fact, it's a fact of life, so don't fight it. Well, maybe Nos is not a girl. My new human should be capable of giving me dancing lessons. My dad was a great dancer. Maybe you've heard of Halo, another name I'm not sure how to pronounce, star PG, star E, star question mark. He was this great-looking Grand Prix tricaner. Guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Anyhow, I'm looking for someone who can teach me to dance as good or better than him. My new relocation fee is in the low five figures. Okay, so from what I can guess, we have a horse who is ambiguous about its sex, has a (laughs) pretty decent price tag attached to a horse that goes around at walk, trot, and canter in the arena. I did stalk some of this a little bit to try and see if I could find out more information. And somebody did ask, and I guess this is a five-year-old gilding. 
who, Seriously? in his own words, Noss's own words, says, I'm five years old. It took me a while to mature, like a fine wine. So apparently Noss thinks a lot of himself, but needs a dictionary to look up the word diva. I'm Thank exhausted. You. That's exhausting. Kim, I can't believe you got through that whole thing. What on earth? Who wrote Do people that? people think that's going to help? Really? I thought they were so clever. You know what? My name is Precious Magic L. Jennings. And you need I to rewrite your ad. Perfect. I'm looking for somebody that's like young and short. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should follow suit. That horse, you know what? That horse probably got sold. <laughs> it probably did. And it was at low five figures, which low five is ambiguous. Could be, 10 could be or 40. 40, right. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Could be either one. Well, Amanda sent to you the following one. All right, Amanda, this is a picture of a horse tied to a post. (laughs) Are you looking for a project pony? Because he is right here. Stubborn as a mule, strong as an ox. Due to no fault of his own, I need to rehome him. And he is free to the right person. He needs someone to love on him. He is not a beginner's pony. Direct message. He has the look. He looks. I think he's a hackney. Actually, he looks kind of hackneyish, but um, he um, he has a look. <laughs> he does have the pony. He's look. tied to a fence post, and there's a saddle on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and he, I don't know what that, that didn't means. go well. Is what that means. <laughs> <laughs> like if he kicked the saddle off, sell the bastard. <laughs> That's Take right. pictures now. <laughs> Put him online. He kind of looks like Scooter in the face. He, I, he's definitely a hackney pony. Scooter yeah. needs a friend. We can have two of them. Oh, oh perfect. God. You want me to do the next one? Okay, April sent this following one in. Good using... <laughs> I love when they use this term. Good using gelding needs gone as soon as possible. Beans... No, no, no. Just stop. Because <laughs> this... If you're going to say it's a good using gelding, that's Southern, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that true. is some country-ass talk right there. Good using Gelden. I'll let you have you, this one then. You take you it. sure? Yeah, you take it. I'm, oh, I love I'm sure. It when you do the <laughs> I'm positive. I don't think I'm up for that today after this okay. week. <laughs> that's it. This, this is why you gave it to me in the first place, okay? <laughs> Probably was. Good using Gelden needs gone ASAP. Beans is an eight year old grade Gelden. He's as wide as he is tall. He went and bucked me off on Thursday. He is really very well broke. He has been day worked on for two years and used in the feedlot and in the pasture. But he uh, has some snort in him. <laughs> Good handle. Okay, we haven't heard that term in a long time. He's got some snort in him. <laughs> That's why this is some country has. <laughs> Good this handle. has got to be Arkansas or Alabama. Good stop. <laughs> Open and close gates. And this whore... He's sound, but is being sold as is due to the fact that he bucked me off on Thursday. And I'm being honest because I don't want any BS if he bucks you off. <laughs> this is a good, good, good using Gelden. He just needs his ass rode off. And he needs sold ASAP. So the first one with $2,000 in the trailer gets him. 2000 bucks no for a bucking Gelden. <laughs> He bucked me off on Thursday. That's why it's Friday and I've got him online. Because <laughs> it took me that long to get my little fingers to work again after he bugged me off. Oh my God. Do people what sell that? these horses? Do they really sell them? 
I don't know what, uh, maybe I need to really get more involved in like the dairy or beef world. Cause <laughs> what does it mean when, and I've read this before when they're used in the feedlots, what does that mean? Uh, well, Jennifer's going to probably find out. She's working cows all weekend along with some of our listeners over at Tara's Place. So we'll get that answer on uh, Wednesday when she comes back. I doubt we'll have to wait that long. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, a listener is going to write, using feedlot, that means they carry food to cows. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know what that means, but this is a but good But he doesn't like his help. job because he's a bucking one. He'll fly Bucky <laughs> Wop. $2,000. Okay, this last ad. Yeah, this is Talk for you. Um uh, because this is somebody that wants your pony. And Scott tells us about it. Hey, this is Scott. Today's bad ad comes from Craigslist in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Title is Wanted Kids Pony Slash Horse, Churchville. Looking for mellow horse or pony. We'll have two young ladies to love on it, and I'm an experienced horse person. Size not important. If a mini, we will train it to pull a cart. Also have interest in chicken coops and or male cooney cooney pig. I have a female toy poodle to trade. White, six months old, loves to play and run, but does chase cats and kill and eat chickens. May trade for other stuff as well. Tell me what you have. Perfect! We can trade your pony for a chicken-killing poodle. It's perfect! You'll reduce your population, you'll get rid of the pony, the poodle eats less, well, we eat all your chickens, but they're already there, so you need to buy those. It's perfect! You know what? (laughs) I was looking... To trade, you know, I mean, I did get offered to trade for a travel trailer. I did get an offer to trade for a boat. I did get an offer to trade. These are, these are real, by the way. <laughs> this really happened. I did get offered to trade for two unbroke Mustangs and two unstarted Arabians. But you know what? I think that trading for a dog that kills chickens <laughs> might just be what I need. It's perfect. Reduce the pot. Chad will hey, be all Chad, over that. <laughs> can I trade magic for a new dog? <laughs> yeah, he looks thrilled. He looks <laughs> you thrilled. didn't tell him the punchline. You didn't tell him the good part. Which 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 good part is that? That, he that kill, he'll kill all your chickens and you won't have to yeah. feed them. True. That's true. That is a selling point. Um However, Chad would probably be okay with that. No, <laughs> That's what I'm it. saying. That's why you're not telling him, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. So the the uh, poodle will probably be cheaper to feed than the chickens. <clears throat> Chad from the beginning has been like, yeah, we'll trade her. We will definitely <laughs> trade her for money. <laughs> By the way, I have an answer before we pick our winners. Uh, this is from April. Used in a feedlot are horses that the cowboys ride while working or moving cows in a feedlot. They are typically used to, they're typically used to working all day long. Feedlot is where the cattle go to be fed out before being harvested. Like her word there. And uh, they, they, we won't continue with that. But that's what they do. It's a working horse. So that apparently this one's done working. He is bucking through the feedlot. So You know why? Working. Because he's trying to get his rider off so he can run and open the gate and set all the cows free. Uh, I'm sure that's it, Jamie. I'm positive that's what it was. You know what? I'm going to buy him. He's I, my he kind of horse. He's, it's your kind of horse. <clears throat> all right. You guys ready to pick some winners? Sure. And we're going to have four winners of the Classic Ooh. Equine Fan Bag to make your hanging fan work much easier in your barn. You won't be fighting with Baylor Twine on, on a stepladder anymore. So here, uh, we're picking between 1 and 312. So, uh, Jemmy, are you still there? Are you still there, Jemmy? 
Let's see if she's... I sure am. I yeah. sure am. I sure am. Is, <laughs> is your son JoJo still there? Maybe we can have him pick a number. So have, we'll him, have JoJo sure. and Chad pick the numbers. Okay. So JoJo can pick a number between 1 and 312. I have the... Okay. Jennifer gave me the Excel file here, so... He needs you to pick a number between 100 and 312, okay? Pick any number. Uh, quick, quick, quick. Thousand. That's way higher than 312. <laughs> How did I know that was going to be the answer? <laughs> 198. 98? No, 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 we'll go with 98. 198. 198. Okay, hold on. Uh, scroll, scroll. Uh, Chelsea Tipton wins one of the fans. So congratulations to Chelsea. And then Chad can pick a number between 1 and 312. A thousand. (laughs) 74. 74. All right. Scrolling back up. Julie DeYoung. Julie DeYoung, you also win one of the classic Geekmind fan bags. Okay. So we'll go back to JoJo between 1 and 312. What's his favorite number? Yeah, what's your favorite number? Two. Two. All right, go back up the chart. Uh, <laughs> you guys have me all over the place. Misty West wins one of the classic equine fan bags. I know she submits all the time. And there's one more for Chad. Between... No, make JoJo do it. He's cuter. Oh, okay. <laughs> JoJo, pick one more between 1 and 312. One and 312, kiddo. Big number. What's your other favorite number? Thousand. That's big, big. <laughs> Let me take 65. 65. All right. Uh, so where you get that number from? That seems odd. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is Sean Griffiths wins that. So congratulations to Chelsea, Julie, Misty, and Sean. Uh, you all won the Classic Equine Fan Bags, and Jennifer will be in touch with you. So congratulations to all of you, and thank you to Casual Products for providing this month's prizes. What do you got on the weekend there, Jamie? Um, I got to go teach a lesson right now. And, um, well, let's see. I had two appointments to show magic to people and they both have canceled. So there's that. Uh, (laughs) You are really going to never get rid of this horse. You know that, right? She is going to die with me. (laughs) You better learn to start driving more so that you can actually use her. Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, no, just, just a bunch of weekend of horses and sweating and jumping in the pool. Good time in in Arizona. (laughs) Fun, fun with that. I am stranded at home because Jennifer took the car to go to the airport. So I am here probably working all weekend. And we had the most wicked thunderstorm yesterday. It's we're back to daily storms. That was fun. Uh, with the dog cowering in the corner and running you out. Mean, you made your wife drive to the airport for a week and you have no car and that car's just sitting there at the parking lot? Why didn't you drive her, you big jerk? Because it's an hour and a half to the airport each way. Oh so. my gosh, big deal. You could have a car the whole time. And she had she to, could... the re- other reason is she had to get up at 3.30 this morning at the hotel in Orlando and be on the plane by 5.30. So Yeah, but that didn't mean you had to. <laughs> so I was not, uh, I was not doing that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, also, for the auditors, Jemmy and I will be doing a Facebook Live tonight at 8 p.m. in the auditor room. Uh, we've had a bunch of questions about how we start shows. Actually, Rachel asked, I have an idea. How does it go from the I have an idea stage to actually being a show? So, Jemmy and I are going to be dealing with that tonight. In you the mean I get to room. have a conversation about stuff I actually know about? Yes. That's why we invited you <laughs> to this particular one. Yay! There's a reason that you're doing it and I'm not. Yeah, that's mm. correct. All right, everybody. Thanks. Have a good, great weekend. Bye, Neuter Gal. Have a good one. Bye.
Bye. Chicken killing poodle. Think about it. Could be perfect.